0: listening to the Fox and D Frank show this is an emergency podcast our offseason lasted all of two weeks we said if there was uh, some major developments or news we would come back and boy has that happened um, there has been a, uh, a definite shift in you know coaches let's say uh, leaving the game and we, we saw that starting with Roy Williams. Just over a year ago, I don't know if you heard Mike Krzyzewski, uh retired this year, had a whole retirement tour. Seriously? And I know, it's very underreported, but yeah. mo- most recently, uh, Jay Wright, who I think many could accurately argue was about to be the greatest active coach, or however you want to say it, um, in college basketball. Um, kind of mm-hmm. taking that crown um, from Krzyzewski and, and really just being the, the face of coaches in college basketball. Um, but the man is 60, though he always looks perpetually younger. Um, he, is, he is hanging it up after a marvelous career at Villanova, two national championships, two-time national coach of the year, four Final Fours, and eight Big East regular season titles, as B. Frank is, is all too aware of. Um, but I guess let's just start at the basic level. Uh, what were kind of your initial thoughts when you saw that that bombshell get dropped? Stunned,
1: purely stunned. It felt like it was you know college, like you said, college basketball was was Jay Wrights for the taking. At this point, I mean, he's got experience all over the board. His teams love him. They play together. They play. They play the kind of basketball that you want your favorite school to play, and it, it just never ends up happening unless you're one of those few programs that, that play that team-style basketball. Um, and then I think concern. I, th- I think there was necessary concern, because this was pretty out of the blue, uh, although there are reports now coming out saying he's been toying with it for a few years, which what a luxury that is to decide to retire in your 50s or 60 from coaching basketball. Uh, really, really tough to to live that kind of life. But the concern, I guess, is that or the concern that I had originally is like, is he sick? What is what is causing him to step away? But if if and uh, assuming all these reports are correct, that he had been thinking about it for a while and was doing it, then then credit to Jay, because he uh, he chose when he wanted to go out. He did not showboat like some other folks have or or have done um and and one out i i mean ideally he would have gone out on a better finish than that final four game but credit to him because the job he did at Villanova from really 2000 on has been nothing short of sensational and he helped propel the air quote new big east back to i don't want to say relevance because it was always relevant but kept it in the conversation of those power conferences to the point where n- very few lesser people bat an eye when you call the Big East the power conference. So I think a lot of that obviously has to do with Villanova and and what he's done there. And then there was was a sense of relief. It's like, oh my God, it's over. (laughs) Thank you. Now uh, at least in the offseason, Villanova feels like they are gettable, if that makes sense. It feels like the Big East is turning a page and it is a wide open page. There are a lot of new coaches, some old new coaches um, but a lot of really talented coaches in this league, and it feels like it could potentially be wide open for anyone to take. Obviously, you still have to beat Villanova; like they are the kings until they lose. But it it feels like an oppor- opportunistic time for a lot of these programs.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this was sudden and a shock to us as fans, but clearly mm-hmm. premeditated as they already had Kyle Neptune ready to go as the yep. new head coach. Um so it'd be very interesting to see what he does. But you're right. It's it's been an off season of turnover in the Big East. You have the new bloods, Neptune, Shaheen Holloway, you've got guys coming back, Thad Mata, Sean Miller, and there's definitely a uh, a little bit of a a power vacuum at the top because, you know, this was Villanova's league. I, I think once once Jay Wright really Found his stride, hit his groove. It was it was Villanova's, and and any season that Villanova did not win was an exception. Um, you know, it's the the only reason it really didn't get more attention was because the dominance that Bill Self was was showing in the Big Twelve with Kansas every year. But right to your point, like the new Big East is never going to match the old Big East. It's just it's not it's not realistic. Um, but. They were nationally relevant every year. Villanova was going on these deep runs, winning national titles, going to the Final Four again this year. And I mean, I I think this is this is going out on a high note for Jay Wright because, you know, it's disappointing they they didn't win the championship. But at that point, you know, no Justin Moore. You're not expected to beat Kansas. They lose. I to me that's a lot better than a game you are favored in losing to your arch rival for the second straight time and that sending you into retirement. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's no, uh, no frills, just uh, taking care of everything behind the scenes, had a backup plan in place or a contingency plan rather um, before right. going ahead and making the announcement. So, you know, Villanova's program under Jay Wright, I think, was, was really just. Known for its stability, and I think to a man, most people would say, like, the best kind of program culture in college basketball, or one of the best, would have to be Villanova. Like, even in this age of you know, we're seeing over a thousand players kind of change programs every summer, every off season. Which is their right, you know, and it's it's been right. a long time coming. Freedom of player movement, the same way the coaches have it, but Villanova is able to keep its its nucleus together year in and year out. Um, so, I mean, perhaps this could be a little bit of of seeing the the changing of the tides and uh, college basketball landscape changing, and just kind of deciding this is time to hang it up. Certainly, something that that Roy Williams alluded to uh, when he stepped down last year, but. Whatever the reasoning is, um, just a a very very impressive career, Hall of Fame career uh, for Jay Wright, and now, you know, it's uh it's a little more open ended who uh who the premier coach in college basketball is going to be.
1: It is, and uh, you know there there is a lot to be determined. It, I mean, it it has kept an exciting offseason exciting. I think we we still have not somehow hit the climax of this off season. and we've seen things like Oster, Oscar Shibwe decide to come back to school. We've seen new coaches, we've seen coaches retire, um, a lot of player movement, as you mentioned. NIL deals are being done. Like th- this is an exciting time in college basketball, especially for the fans and the players. Which is, you know, the players are obviously the most important part, but. The fans and, and that that tie and that feel for your school it's uh it's always exciting definitely puts a pep in your step when you land say a five star forward from the state of Florida
0: yeah gotta love a good uh, Monferday pipeline uh, I am worried about the Big Ten just quick sidebar um, Indiana has two of the three five stars coming in um, and that's a problem because your style of play does not attract good players um, so it is uh, the pattern continues. The Big Ten will not win a national championship yet again next year. Um, but if TJD comes back, I will feel good about the Hoosiers. Um, but uh, I, I think kind of the interesting discussion right now is what does the the pecking order in the Big East look like going forward? Uh, you know, Villanova is not just going to fall off a cliff, um, but mm-hmm. you lose a guy like Jay Wright, that's going to significantly change things. Um, I think in the national discussion. The debate gets a, a lot less interesting because you know now that he has the second national title this year. I, I think most people would agree Bill Self is kind of the the best active coach right now. You have other guys who have won national titles. Uh, Rick Pitino at Iona is a tougher sell um, just based on his his current location. You've got Tom Izzo. You've got Jim Boeheim. You've got Calipari, who all have. Found struggles uh, later in their careers, um, but within the big East, who do you think is going to be that that coach and program that uh, you know we're not going to see a run of dominance like Villanova, presumably, but who do you think is going to kind of run the conference for for lack of a better term
1: i saw I saw a funny tweet and it is it feels fairly true, but it was the big East is going to run through the Midwest. Because Creighton is on a roll. Greg McDermott has done a phenomenal job there and continues to do a great job there. Shaka Smart in year one greatly exceeded expectations and is killing it on the recruiting trail per usual. If he can get back to VCU results and less Texas results, that is going to be a scary Marquette program. Sean Miller at Xavier is very good, a very good hire. You, we can talk about you know the ancillary things and the optics surrounding it in a vacuum, looking just strictly with blinders on at what he does in the recruiting game and uh, coaching, there are very few guys in the country that are better than he is. Thad Mata is a legend in and of himself. He's bringing on two great assistants already with Greg Oden. um, And they've got so much to build on at Butler. Like It is a basketball-first program. There's there's a lot of good going on there. Um, I was... Less than I was less than excited, or, or I was underwhelmed by, I guess is the right way to put it, by the Kyle Neptune hire. It felt obvious, um, and he did well at a very tough job in Fordham. Then again, Villanova fans can turn around and say the same thing about Shaheen Holloway to me, but there's a huge difference. One has an Elite Eight run, and the other does not. Um, I think Villanova is going to be okay. The question is. Can they keep reloading as uh, the years go through? But there is certainly an opportunity for these schools in the in the East Coast. Like UConn's got to be licking their chops, thinking this is our chance. Like this is absolutely the time that we can take over. Ed Cooley has done a great job in the transfer market so far. Um, he he can really step up and continue to do well. But I do believe that it's it's the Midwest crew that I I'm going to keep an eye on here. Like I I think. If I had to pick today who the best coach in the Big East is, I think I'm going to take Ed Cooley. Uh, McDermott is probably is a very close second, but I'll take Ed Cooley and, and take my chances there. Um, but I, I do think that that Midwest crew is going to be something to watch, and it's not going to be easy.
0: I hear Midwest, I immediately think you're going in the direction of DePaul. Uh, so I was a little disappointed there. But
1: Stubbs Stubbs has done a good he did a great job in year yeah. one, although they did just lose David Jones, which is a killer. Um, but I mean if he can recruit the local area, there's no reason to think DePaul can't make a comeback. Then again, we've been saying that for about twenty years now.
0: It's the best DePaul had looked in a while. Um but yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not at the top of the, the heap. They Seem to be building momentum though, which is something we cannot say about Georgetown. Uh, but yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's it's Ed Cooley right now. Um, you know, Carter, No Lock, and another former Hoosier who has had many stops on the way, Clifton Moore, uh, bringing him in, try to recreate some of that Al Durham magic. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a lot more wide open. Creighton's going to have. A phenomenal team next year, as we you talked about on our last show, um, and and yeah, you know, UConn's certainly frustrated about a, an early tournament exits. Um, yeah, I think this makes to me as as a pretty neutral observer, this makes the Big East a lot more intriguing,
1: for sure. I think I think the casual fan or the outsider, you know, any other power conference fan, this makes the Big East a significantly more exciting league because. It's not necessarily a foregone conclusion that this is Villanova's to lose. Like we we can see these uh ebbs and flows with with certain teams coming up to the top and then
0: falling off a little bit. Absolutely. Um so that's uh that's really the the big story that we're kind of still unpacking in our heads. Um obviously the the transfer portal is Wild, um, you know, some teams have, have certainly taken advantage. Arkansas has been very active. Providence uh, has the twelfth-ranked class um, per our friends EvanMia um, But there, there is still so so much to go. Um, I think still over a thousand guys in there. Um, How about Bryant? It? It's just free agency now. But yeah, Bryant. Um, I like. I'm obs- I. I need I need Peter Kiss to change his mind and come back now.
1: I know. So bad. Him, Doug Eater, and Earl Timberlake is just a ridiculous group. If Timberlake can get a waiver, my goodness, that team's gonna be absurd in the first year in the America East.
0: Yeah, that's true. He, he already used the, the one uh transfer, so might have to sit a year, but even so, I mean, getting uh, players of that caliber to Bryant, uh, you know Jared Grasso doing a great job over there, and mm-hmm. they did not have a, a very long stay in the NCAA tournament. But I know the the NEC championship, where they were just dominant start to finish, was very impressive. Uh, a lot of people's first look at Bryant uh, playing on national television. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a program to keep an eye on. Missouri is certainly loading up, um, trying to turn their fortunes around after a rough, rough couple of seasons. And uh Jelly Walker, if he comes back uh with uh now Buddha being picked up in the portal at UAB, um they're they're building something there too via a dynamite backcourt duo. But yeah, it's it it's just completely changed college basketball, I think, for the better. Um where you can just completely reverse your fortune in a year. Uh we saw mm-hmm. Iowa Iowa State great example yeah. of that this year. Um you don't have to just recruit 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 you, you still should, but you don't have to wait 2 3 years for all of your guys quote unquote to get into the program and turn things around. You can you can do it pretty quickly if if you're bringing in the right guys, the chemistry is there. Um Yeah. So that's it's a really exciting developments and uh a reason to keep fans engaged each year. Uh, you don't have to, you know, just tune out for multiple years. Think we're going to suck. Um, mm-hmm. So, I think that always helps college basketball.
1: Agreed. I uh, I love the transfer portal. It's insane, but it's fun. Uh, Andre Corbello to St. John's. The maybe the worst shooting backcourt in the entire country with him and Posh, but they're going to be dynamic to say the least.
0: Chaotic. It'll be, yeah. be a must see TV, um, for better or worse. Often for worse, potentially. Um, yeah, but they're, they're have to, going to to run. Yeah, they're they're going to have to push the ball because you know the reason the half court is not going to be a, a winning proposition for Mike Anderson. Um, but right. Yeah, that was uh that was certainly a big name. Um, Eric Gaines, obviously, um, along with that class. It, going to UAB but there is still so so many quality players out there uh you know Kendrick Davis obviously the big name uh from SMU probably the the number 1 guy out there right now Nebraska ball just getting a commitment from Jawan Gary of Alabama oh wow uh, so they've had some good recruiting classes they got uh they got Alonzo Verge from Arizona State that worked out very well for them this year, um, but yeah, it's uh, this has Peter to be the Fred, year for Fred. This has to be the year for Fred Hoiberg. Uh, I don't know that it will be, but it has to be. Um, so, I mean, he's sake. been he's been given a pretty long leash um, there yeah. in in Lincoln, but yeah, the uh, all the top hundred recruits are so far not helping very much. Which you just absolutely hate to see.
1: It's it's very very tough to see for such a great program.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's really it's really all I had for this uh, this pop. And anything else you wanted to talk about?
1: I think that's it. I'm excited to see what Seton Hall <laughs> can do in the transfer market. Um, we're getting more aggressive with recruiting. It's great, although. This is actually what I want to talk about. <laughs> I need to I need to let off some steam about our, our old friend Kevin Willard. The okay. guy hated Joining Twitter. Yeah, he hated social media. He had a Twitter account, I think, when I got to school, deleted it, and it was a huge like to-do. And now he's on Twitter, he's making videos, he's doing all sorts of shit. What someone will I mean it's it's I tweeted this out weeks ago, but it is literally him and Brian Kelly what they will do on so they hate social media until they get the bag and now all of a sudden they're the biggest social media influencers in the world they're doing anything and everything the school says to uh to get tweets and videos and instagram posts out there
0: willard has a long way to go uh, to be as embarrassing as brian kelly but yeah yeah that's i mean that's another thing like there is so much more these days that goes into being a big time college basketball coach than just the basketball part, right? It's like I, like I totally understand, like the Roy Williams of the world, just being like, "All right, getting out of I'm here." Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but mean, yeah, that, that's we just saw your like
1: friend Tom Crean, taking yeah. a TikTok of himself.
0: That was beautiful. Um, it was I? I like I don't understand how that happens because the screen shows you what's on it, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was funny. And that's hey. That's who Kevin Willard is trying to match up with in the uh, the engagement yeah. game. I know Tom Green is currently a, a free agent, but that's getting views. That's getting the face and the name out there playing chestnut checkers. So maybe that was intentional. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, just sign of the times. It's, uh, I mean, impressed in, that he held out as long as he could, but. I feel like he was definitely strong-armed a bit by by Maryland oh, yeah. as they as they tried to get back to prominence after yet another yet another disappointing season.
1: The social media stuff is whatever. He's like actively and heavily recruiting now, which is something we did not see as much at Seton Hall. It's a, it's I mean, it literally was a case of he got comfortable, maybe even complacent. Some would say. Uh, Focused on other things and didn't necessarily hit the recruiting trail as hard as he could. He's like, that's what I have assistance for. Yeah. This is all (laughs) speculation, by
0: the way. I was not in those rooms either. Um, But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe Seton Hall is going to run the Big East now. That would be nice. I I certainly don't expect Maryland to run the Big 10 next season. um, No. Having a better coach than Mark Turgeon is of some concern. Um, but yeah, they're uh, they're starting from from pretty far back right now. So, uh, hopefully, keep as seeing long them as you get them in
1: January, you'll be fine. The patented I, Kevin Willard swoon in January
0: it. last couple of years, it hasn't mattered much, uh, where you see Maryland, but yeah, uh, yeah, certainly, certainly we'll be hoping for some January matchups. Um, but yeah, I mean this is uh college basketball never sleeps now. Like there there is just free agency. I love the NBA. Um yeah. And Jay Wright stealing some headlines for himself too. Um but as you mentioned, Sheboye coming back national player of the year coming back to Kentucky, going to get millions in NIL deals and that's really the other major development that some people are complaining about which is stupid. Um it is cuz like These guys have four years of eligibility anyway. You can't get mad at them for using it. Um, And argue, I mean, there was a
1: study done years ago. It's like, this is arguably, I mean, not arguably, this is for a lot of these people, men and women, their highest income earning potential in their athletic career. Why should they not be able to capitalize on that?
0: Yeah, that's that's 100% true. It's insane.
1: But glad to see it's working. Glad to see it's going well. We do need we do need some rules in place because it is because it is truly the wild west right now. But surely there's no way the NCAA could fuck that up, right?
0: Uh, if there's a will, there's a way. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. You know. Will Wade is gone, but someone new will rise and, and take his place. Uh yeah. I it it is certainly the Wild West right now. I generally think it's fine. Um I don't yeah. I haven't seen anything that would Constitute, you know, foul play or giving someone a, an undue competitive advantage. If that happens, maybe I'll complain. But right now, go out there, get paid by the most ridiculous businesses possible. The funnier the exactly. better. Um, all the all the local mom and pop shops that can uh, can muster up some money in your college town. Just go balls to the wall for those guys. Um, yeah, There's, I mean it's it's long overdue.
1: There is a uh, chicken wing place in South Orange called Cluck U. I would love to see them (laughs) them get an NIL or someone on the basketball team get an NIL deal with them.
0: We we don't have anything as funny as that. We got uh, Buffalo's sponsors. I think both the offensive and defensive line. um, Nice. Who need to have much better seasons, (laughs) or I will be upset come fall. Um, But that is a discussion for a future podcast. Potentially the next time you hear from us, we will be talking football, but you never know. Bill Self could retire tomorrow. Uh, Any any number of things could happen that that draw us back into the lab, Uh, but we will leave you with this for now. Thank you again for listening. Um, And uh, congrats again to Jay Wright on a wonderful career. We will see you for our next episode whenever that is.